What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. So today on the show, uh, we have Ty.T, T and I crossed paths on Instagram and over time we built a friendship. I love T's work, but I admit I'm a little scared of it. <laughs> so I appreciate it from a distance. Uh, we've been able to chat a few times in person and at various events. I love her energy, her drive, and that she's not afraid to ruffle feathers with her art. So T, who are you and what is it that you do? Um, well, I'm Ty of T. Um, I'm a rope artist here, and I do photography um, lessons uh, and just create my own art. Um, I also have a brand now uh, called Colorful Kink, um, and you can purchase my rope at Venus Envy uh, here in Halifax and also in Ottawa. Oh, cool, cool. So one of the things that fascinated me about your rope work in particular is that there's so many moving pieces to it. So, like, what I mean by that is you got to know your way around the rope, like, tying and all of that. Yeah. And then there's creativity in, like, deciding what part of the body you're going to tie up and how that's going to work. And then there's the other part of it, like, the photography and the video. Because if, if you don't document it right, then all of that is a waste of time. Yeah. So, like, because the video is trash or the photo is trash, then doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I guess, um, but also it's kind of how the model feels. So I feel ah. like I have definitely had um, shoots where I don't necessarily love the way the pictures turned out, or maybe the model didn't really care for them that much, but they, they felt really good in the rope. Um, the experience of being restricted and bound um, is something sometimes people just want to experience. And I feel like I provide a safe space to do that in. Um, yeah, kind of let people experience that a little bit outside of the uh, sexual taboo part of yeah. bondage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, actually, that's what I was wondering about. Like, so it's not necessarily about just a bondage thing or, or that. It's no, people. no, definitely. I feel like it's uh, different levels for everybody. Okay. Um, I think that uh, some people want it to do as like a decorative type thing. There's a lot yeah. of really beautiful photographs out there. Some people want to do it on that level. Other people, I think, want to feel the restriction of it, um, kind of letting go of your your limits and um, trusting somebody a little bit. Um, there's there's really many levels. A lot of people do want to feel sexy, and if that's what you're looking for in a shoot, then I'm more than happy to you know tie yeah. you up in a way that's going to make you feel you know the way you want to feel. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's it's very different for everybody. Um, deciding on body parts and different things to tie. I think for me, it's just it comes so naturally. Um, when I'm tying, it's about keeping them safe, but also every part you tie, you can kind of shape someone in a different way. Um, some people want different things to be accentuated and, and that yeah. feels great and makes them feel great. So I go with that. Uh, I guess I, I talk to everybody and kind of figure out what they're looking for and then go from there. Okay, yeah. so that's interesting. So. Do you ever think, because I, when I look at the photos, I sometimes I'll see, okay, so it's making the, 
the skin bulge in a certain way or something like that. Is that something you're thinking? I want to, I want to capture that. Oh, definitely. Okay, definitely. Cool. In certain um, aspects. I mean, some people I work with, there's nothing too bold. If you're working with somebody that's really small right. or whatever, there's not necessarily that there. But um, for example, so like the leg tie that I do a lot on myself is mm-hmm. uh, Futumomo and it means fat leg. Uh-huh. Um, in the most beautiful ways people have tied it, it causes like big bulges okay. like that. Um, and that's considered really beautiful. Uh-huh. And um, so a lot of the time, yeah, I do try to make different things, you know, different body parts look a little different or capture that. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So where did T grow up? In Labrador. In Goose Bay, Labrador. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a little more Northern, but, um, yeah, it's the mainland. A lot of people assume right away that I'm from the island. I'm from Newfoundland. Um, it is Newfoundland and Labrador, but I am from the mainland. Um, so for me, it's, it's, uh, it's different because it's isolated. Um, it's a lot more winter, that sort of thing, but it's just smaller communities. Uh, that's, that's the big change for me. Um, mm. Just came here to go to university, and but then didn't want to go back. Got <laughs> so, you. Yeah. What, what university did you go to? Um, I went to Dallas in St. Mary's, but my degree oh. is from St. Mary's. I didn't know you had a degree. What's your degree in? Uh, in sociology, minor in psychology. That's very interesting. Yeah. Does that help make people feel more comfortable? I think it uh, has given me, maybe not a way for them to feel more comfortable. I make people more comfortable. Like, maybe yeah, your I'm, skills, I mean. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, a lot of my um, work before being completely self-employed was uh, support, home support. Um, I also worked, you know, like, Langhouse and okay. places like that. So it's always been home support, mental illness, um, you know, that sort of physical disabilities, different things like that. Interesting. Yeah, so I feel like I'm just... I don't know. I've always wanted to help people. I feel yeah. really empathetic as a person and that sort of thing. So I feel like that just naturally make people feel more comfortable. Ah. And, uh, yeah. So it like, plays a part for sure. That was, so was it like big culture shock coming from Labrador to here for you? No, no, not really for me. I don't okay. feel, um, I've been out of Labrador. Okay. I did go to like, you know, I went to Mun as well. Oh, um, gotcha. And then went back to Labrador and that sort of thing. Definitely way more culture here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's pretty isolated. And it's different. Um, Labrador is going to be, you know, more Inuit, Métis, Inu. Yeah. Like, so it's different culture, cultural backgrounds and stuff. But yeah. um, not so much a cultural shock, just a, a, a free, a freeing feeling of not, you know what I mean? I'm very open-minded and I felt very closed in in Labrador, so. Can relate. Yeah. Can relate. Um, so would you say you've always been an artist? I think so. Yeah. Art has always really driven me. Um, it's something I think I, I've always used for my mental health. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like throughout all of my life, I've always either drawn something or painted. I was really good in art in high school and yeah, um, same mm-hmm. thing with my daughter. I connect with her. We sit down and draw and we do, you know. She's the same thing. She's very art-driven. She's always doing stuff. And now that I'm doing social media, of course, she is also editing videos and pictures <laughs> and her own stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely art all along the way. Didn't think it was going to go in this direction uh, necessarily, but then at the same time, I, I look back and 
anyway, it's known me for a long time, is not surprised. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that I'm into this, but I've always been really open um, about anything sexual or anything like that as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so people don't seem to be as surprised. And I definitely had interest in uh, maybe not bondage in that way because I was younger, but like restriction and, and that kind of kink area was an interest to me from a young age, I believe. Huh. So, okay. So, what actually led you to like dig into the rope like what the rope was um from a relationship okay um from about <coughs> really bad with time i want to say four years maybe it's been longer now uh and yeah my partner was interested in mm -hmm. in rope and uh curious about it or i at least thought he was more curious about it so you know, I want to be a good partner and okay. <laughs> picked up a book, um, a two naughty boys book actually or something and a piece of rope from Venus Envy and, uh, and just kind of tried to do stuff with him and then that didn't really work out and then our relationship ended and I was still very curious um, and so I started looking stuff up online and I found people who self-tie and then so I was like, well, I'll just try doing these things on myself and that's kind of... Where it started and I posted a picture here and there just, you know, to reach out, try to find other people doing it and I got a really great, you know, re reaction online and just kind of kept doing that and I found um, by myself it was very much a way that I tuned out everything else around me, which is really hard to do. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just would focus on learning knots, anything, any knot online that you could find, not necessarily shibari or whatever, like sailor knots, Celtic knots anything that I could do with rope and uh, yeah and just kind of went from there and then people just started reaching out and wanting to be tied <laughs> right so yeah yeah because like I mean it it sounds really simple but if you look at our work like I could not do it it the the knots are beautiful and the different ways you piece everything together it's like it definitely shows that you put those 10,000 hours in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty obsessive when I like things. Uh, <laughs> so I definitely spent a lot of time doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, so at what point did you realize you could monetize it? Um, I guess probably a couple of years ago. Um, I don't really, I don't really know if there was a moment where I where I really just thought about it. I just started working with different people and they kind of encouraged it. And uh, there's a lot of local people doing different photography and stuff. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a camera at the time. Um, yeah. I've always been huge on taking pictures, but I just didn't have a good camera. And um, so I started working with other people and clearly they want to get paid because they're mm -hmm. professionals and they're like, you put time in. I think it's just more like friends and like, yeah, friendly professionals that encourage me to see my skill set as something, you know, I should be asking yeah. <laughs> for more. Like, I don't have to give that all away. And um, especially when I really would benefit from working on my own, right? And yeah. being self-employed. So um, I just started doing that and charging a little here and there for lessons or a few photos and just kind of built up from there. And yeah, and then a good friend of mine did my website and encouraged me a bit more. And here we yeah. are, I guess. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's hard for me when I think back now. It's, it's, I, I don't even know. <laughs> like all of a sudden yeah. I'm like, okay, well, here I am. I have a, you know, I'm selling rope and I'm doing the pictures and I'm meeting all kinds of lovely people. I have yeah. an amazing rope community online and 
It's just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so colorful kink. So how did, was that just like a, I mean, we talked earlier about how you, we were the type of people who were just like, bam, I see an idea. I got to go get it. Yeah. Just like yeah. That? Um, well, sort of, uh, for me, when I started with, um, trying to get other people's rope, it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found out really hard and everything has to be shipped. So, uh, there's like a few places in Canada, but not much that, um, was a benefit for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to look at cost efficiency and then also just going to the local stores and seeing what they have for rope bondage, um, <laughs> was a little disheartening. It's all really, you know, low grade. It's not going to last. Oh, it's not yeah. always safe to be using on your skin. The more research I did, you know, the more I wanted to get things that were right for everybody to use. Um, so I had started selling some hemp uh, with another person and it just didn't uh, go into a business. We just sold some because, you know, got a deal online or whatever yeah, yeah. and made some rope for a little while. It was a fun thing, but it just wasn't working out for me. I wasn't in the right headspace to start something. Um, and then after that, I just, um, where I'm working with people, um, beginners, and I wanted to have a rope that's for beginners, and the stuff that I use is mostly hemp and jute, natural fibers. Okay. There's no give, so it definitely leaves marks. It's definitely not forgiving if you mess up. Mm. Um, so I wanted something that was good quality, that was thicker, and the cotton that you get in the stores is really cheap and no good. Mm. Um, so I found a place in Canada, and I just ordered a couple rolls and started making my own more so for me and for lessons and to sell at lessons yeah. um, or events or whatever. And yeah, and then I had um, Marshall from Venus Envy reach out and say he was interested in carrying it. And um, so now it's there and the other Venus Envy and nice. I've been making custom sets for people they can order. Yeah. Cool. And you mentioned that like not being as forgiving is that like a thing people like to see the marks? So um, you definitely want to see the marks, but some people have professional jobs and maybe they don't want, you know, rope marks uh, from the natural gotcha. fibers can last a couple of days depending on how restrictive you're being. Yeah. Um, the cotton rope, so it has a little bit of a give. It can also be cut with not like normal scissors, whereas natural hemp, you want to have your EMT shears. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it could be really colorful. It was way more cost efficient. So it... You know, it's more accessible for everybody, which was a big thing. Yeah. Low income and going into rope bondage is, it's not cheap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I try to keep it affordable Okay. and uh, fun and colorful. Cool. Yeah. So um, in terms of like, I see your, you said like, it's not, you, your work is not necessarily sexual, but it definitely highlights the human body in a lot of ways. That yeah. makes people uncomfortable. Oh, definitely. Instagram in particular. So <laughs> you've had some challenges there with your accounts and all that kind of stuff. Like, how does that feel from your perspective when you're like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just celebrating what we all have. Um, it, it can be frustrating. Uh, very frustrating. <laughs> not really sure if you, if you don't like things. I figure you just don't go on that page is kind of my take on Instagram and how I deal with that. Um, I'm definitely not doing anything wrong. I don't think I, um, I definitely censor all of my work, whether I think that that is right or not. And, you know, I follow guidelines and such, but, um, certain things people just are going to take as sexual if it makes them uncomfortable. Um, that's how it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's interesting. Right. So, 
you know, I, I studied art history and those art history books are littered with nudity. And yeah. like you go to France, you go to Europe and a lot of the statues are nude. And then we have no problem with that. Right. But then on these other platforms, it's it's very strange. It's very odd. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think there's so many levels to that for people mm. to, you know, like it, it can be people reporting that feel uncomfortable because their partners are looking at something. People okay. can be uncomfortable because maybe they think someone's being hurt. Um, <laughs> I've come across a lot of terrible pages that I have reported that yeah. are doing, you know, they're not, <laughs> not the right things with rope and yeah. are hurting people or degrading people or mm -hmm. children or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I get that there can be a crossover if you don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but everybody that is being tied has been wanting to be tied very much so there's nobody forced into anything yeah um i always ask for somebody to come with a friend i'm very i communicate 100 percent the whole way through you know i just try to keep everything really safe um and yeah and, and i just you know i work to empower people and make people feel good about themselves um and if so be it if they want to feel really sexy and feel like a sex object then then that's their thing. That's their prerogative, yeah. right? And some people want these pictures to give to their partners or, or whatever, and, and that's up to them. And I'm happy to provide that. Um, mm -hmm. But I also just like people to feel pretty, and I think all people look lovely in rope, and mm -hmm. I think it's a way for all people to um, create their own body art. Yeah. You know. So. Cool. Yeah. So photography, how like you you've always been into taking photos. Definitely. <laughs> Seems like late in the in recent times you've been digging into it a lot more and the work's great and so how, like what's going on with the photography um well my friend uh helped me get a camera okay um that's been a year and a half ago now and then i got a lens a better lens a few months after that and okay. so really that just jump-started my creativity so i've been taking pictures of everything it's not just the rope it's it's amazing to have my own camera and i can now like set up a tie and use my vision. Um, as much as I love the collabs with other mm -hmm. artists, I find it very hard to communicate exactly what I'm going for. So it's really nice to be able to do that. Um, but I'm also taking pictures of just everybody uh, <laughs> that I know and yeah. just trying to perfect, you know, my skill set. Um, and then I'm doing some boudoir uh, for a couple of ladies that I know. And again, these are things that are like building their confidence. Um, and helping them feel good about their bodies mm -hmm. and yeah so it's mostly that right now but um yeah hopefully more rope photo shoots now that the weather is warming up i have yeah. like a few things in the works i'm excited about and cool yeah so <coughs> another thing uh to go back to the rope bit um there's this this big trust issue thing so I know you have to develop a lot of trust with the people that you're tying. Have you had any challenges working with photographers and videographers that you couldn't trust? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I have to say I've had mostly good experiences. Good. Um, but a lot due to the first experience I had was very negative uh, and then kind of put me in a paranoid state and then I <laughs> really am cautious who I work with. And a lot of the time you'll see people um, that I know really well that I would rather work with, somebody mm -hmm. that's safe like that. Yeah. Um, I won't get into, you know, uh, naming names and no, stuff no. like that on here. 
But the first um, professional, we'll call professional, um, that I worked with definitely pushed my boundaries. Um, and I feel like I was very vulnerable at that yeah. time. Um, I feel very like I stand my ground very firmly now. But um, you don't realize the power in an authority figure until you're already in the situation. And you don't really always understand what an authority figure is when you think about it. People tend to think of someone in power but that power can be, um, you know, unevenly placed in, in something like a photo shoot. So I felt very, uh, like, you know, he was in control of the things, which was fine, but I, I was very new. Never worked with a photographer. I'm not a model. I still don't consider myself a model. I'd much rather be behind the camera. Mm -hmm. um, but I trusted him, and he definitely, you know, asked me to do a few more things that in the moment, I guess, just nerves and that sort of thing. I was like, okay, well, you know, he's a professional. I, I'm going to just roll with it and see, because I did want to progressively get into more risky uh, photography, yeah. but not necessarily the way that this um, went. And then later on, I was really unhappy with the pictures and asked them deleted. Um, they didn't want to delete them. Anyway, there's a lot of, um, you know, it was it was a lot for me. So I never worked with anybody then for a while until um, I met my good friend Stu Metz. And, uh, and we, obviously we do lots and lots of photos together. And he's very lovely and trustworthy and has definitely been a huge influence in getting me to be self-employed and actually recognize my worth and stuff in this. Um, but also a very good uh, person to tell you... <laughs> Who to trust and what photographers are really should be like on a professional level and that sort of thing. So now, um, going into things, I really, I just, you know, I'm a little bit more safe about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do background checks. I don't tend to work with, like, again, I don't work with as many people on my own, but I highly encourage people to never go anywhere by themselves and to do background, see who else this person has worked with. If there is a couple people telling you some really negative things, chances are like something has happened, okay? <laughs> you know, and you gotta, you're not really the exception yeah. to the rule. And I think that that's a big thing is um, people get really excited about the likes and the attention and ignore all the warning signs. Um, and I really can't even tell you how many people have come to me with bad experiences in the city. Um, so, you know, you really have to protect yourself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and keep yourself safe. And so I just, and uh, even people coming to me, I'm like, everyone's like, oh, well, we trust you. We've seen you with this. And I'm like, okay, but bring a friend. You don't know me. <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. bring someone, let someone know where you are. Like, I'm not going to hurt you, but this should be your practice with everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. So um, if you could give any artist who is, in say a, an area like what you're doing that is harder for the public to understand put it that way would you have any advice for them um i think mainly just stick with what you're doing okay. i've uh, i've let people really uh get to me i feel i feel oddly way more reserved um whatever it is three four years into this than i did when i first started out oh. because of all the negative um attention and people trying to make my work something that it's not and me starting to, you know, let it really get to me. Um, I think that if you feel passionate about your art, whether someone else likes it or not, if you're not hurting anyone and you're trying to send a good message and it's helping you mentally, like my art is helping me, then just stick with it. Um, you can't please all the people, <laughs> you know, like, and there's always going to be someone that likes your, your stuff or you're going to, you know, yeah. help someone positively one way or another. I feel like I've done 
wonders, regardless of social media or anything to do with that, just girls I've worked with that are just like, thank you for letting me see myself in another way. And yeah. like, you know, so if someone else sees it as sexual, that's fine. That person now goes out and feels more confident. So, so would you say there's a balance, you know, you now know more who you're, you're more comfortable in your own skin. So what other people's perceptions are matter less. It definitely matters less, but it still affects you. Um, Nonetheless, okay. like it still affects you. But I think it's more so because I get frustrated with wanting to explain myself. It's not <laughs> if you don't like me, you don't like me. I'm yeah. I'm 36 years old. I'm past that. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I really right. I could care less. I like. <laughs> yeah. I have my cats. I have my daughter. I have my partner. I'm good. Right. right. Um. You know. So, but um. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. No, no, I get. I get um, what you're yeah, just stick with what you're doing and, and feel good about it, you know, is, is the main thing there. Okay. So, is there anything else you want to share? Um, I'm not really sure right now, of course. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had a bunch of thoughts, you know, thoughts earlier, and then we started talking. Um, no, I don't really think so. I'm going to try to do some more uh, group lessons locally. Um, which I should be able to announce in the next few days where I'm going to okay. do my next group lesson. Um, trying to get back out and do some more photography and such. I haven't been advertising it as much, but um, you can still hit me up for that, social media or my email, which is tiedbyt at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, I don't really have a whole lot to say except everybody have fun tying. And right. um, if you're using my rope, please send me pictures because I love to share that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Ashley, do you have a web? Do you want to share your website or your Instagram? I'm, um, my or? Instagram is uh, tied up t two As um, some of you know, I got deleted there a while back, so you can find me there now. My website, I am gonna say, I'm not even gonna give you my website right now because okay. I'm I'm going to redo it in the next little bit. Um, so yeah, mostly reach out over social media, and my rope is that being Sunday. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I always wanted to clear some of this stuff up too because I I don't like to assume things either. And I didn't know like the story behind the stuff you're doing with your rope for a long time. But and I've always like not that I didn't know how to ask because I always felt like I could ask you. But yeah. it, it I don't know. I'm I'm glad I have this platform that I could to talk about it. I think it's great. I think yeah. it's really great. Yeah. Well, thank you Thanks very so much, much again. So, Thank you that. so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Langey Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, Hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.